I feel a bit bit weird today. Do you know there's been like five human spikes this week? And I think it's today it's kind of like hit me hit me in the heart today. It's like really strong or something. I don't know. Your hair is amazing. Love your hair. Thank you for showing up because I know when this stuff happened to me, I actually can't cope and I can't mm. get out of bed sometimes. So yeah. try take it easy and if you need... Yeah, I'm, I'm bone tired now today. Absolutely bone tired. You know, well, maybe that's a good thing. Uh, I started recording. Um, I didn't introduce you, so I'm going to let you introduce yourself and maybe we can chat about this a little bit. As okay. well, yeah, yeah. And you are Marlene or Marlene? Marlene. Marlene. Lovely to meet you. So, thank you. I know you speak light language. You're a channeler. Yeah. Is there anything else that you do? Um, I work as a psychic medium as well, and um, I've for many years I worked as an aromatherapist, reflexologist, um a matsu practitioner all sorts of things but but primarily now i work with light language and um as a psychic medium amazing that's so interesting multi-talented um, <laughs> you're saying i wanted to jump in just for a little bit and talk about um the energy you were saying you're not feeling the best yeah can you explain what's going on well the human resonance of the earth some people understand it some people don't so i'll just briefly explain it the the human resonance is like the heartbeat of the earth so it's the the energy signature of the earth for a long long time it kind of rested at around 7.12 hertz so that's like an energy frequency that pretty much matched ours as human beings and in the past especially in the past five years it's got gradually higher as the earth itself is cleansing and changing its vibration and raising its vibration. So when you, like years ago, if you got a Schumann spike, like I, you might get a Schumann spike every three to six months where you'd really feel it. And I used to feel it like I was walking through lead. And this was before I understood energy and, and things like that. But I would just know something was happening because I would feel very, very lethargic very emotional my dreams would be crazy i would be excessively thirsty or hungry um and and i sort of noticed the pattern but definitely definitely in the past two years we're getting them like bang 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 and this week we've had five which is i think unprecedented so it's five massive spikes like we're talking up to 75 hertz so we're going from a nice 7.12, which is nice um, to like this. And, and we feel it energetically then in our bodies on a deep cellular level. So you'll have people like wanting to leave their jobs, breaking up with their partners, friendships suddenly ending, um, wanting your purpose, sort of your, your what you've been, you know, denying yourself becomes much more potent much more available to you all the all the shadow aspects come up really quickly your karma comes around very quickly so if you're say if you're gossiping or you're talking about someone you know it comes around very quickly then that somebody says the exact same thing about you or it's it's just 
And the more you evolve spiritually in that way, the more you, you know, you go in and you look at your shadow and you explore those aspects of yourself, the more you'll feel this for a while and the faster your turnaround. But it's a massive opportunity to really break open. And what I find interesting is that we've had five and today is a five, five in a five year. Yeah. So it's very interesting how the earth matches these astrological um and numerological numerological um things and just here on this rock floating through space yeah i'm very surprised actually that i am not feeling it because normally i feel things around the full moon and whenever we get the spikes of the energy i can't get out of bed i'm so tired and exhausted and emotional but this week i've been doing really well i think that's great though that's great like i i i was like compared to other people that were reaching out and what they were saying <laughs> i was saying yesterday thank god the most i felt is tired with weird dreams but then today it was like bam straight into my heart and it's like i've I, like before i came on it to really like center and allow that feeling because the worst thing you can do then is distract or numb yeah. You know, we go on our phone and we scroll or, you know, we, we eat or we drink or anything to distract us where it, as uncomfortable as it may feel, just allowing it to, to, sh to have space to be there, yes. it, it transmutes then really quickly. But if you push it down, it has to come out. It has to, it has to be released in some form, you know, That's so you're giving yourself harder work rather than just sitting and, and feeling it. Yes. Do you know, I have to tell you, you've got to laugh at this and please don't get offended, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you how I found you. I was sitting with friends of my friend and this, this was the first time I sit with, the, with those people. And suddenly, this, you know, we're having drinks and having fun. And suddenly one of the girls starts speaking, blah, 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 you know, just making yeah. noises. And I'm like, Dear Lord, how do I always attract crazy people? Like, I don't know. <laughs> and I said to my friend, what's wrong with your friend? And she said, no, she's speaking light language. And I said, what the hell is light language? She said, it's the language of the angels. So I looked it up and there I found you. So can you explain yeah. to us what is light language and what, how do you channel it? Okay, so straight up it does look crazy if you've never seen it before it looks completely wackadoodle like it started in me when i was 14 and it's only in the past say three years that i've actually brought it out professionally because it's so strange mm. and because i had no sort of reference for it i i had no clue what it was i had no label for it all those years and spirit made me wait to be honest to only a couple of years ago and I found it accidentally on when I was searching for something else. And I called my husband. I was like, oh, my God, that's what I do. That's what I do. Because nobody could ever tell me what it was. But what it is in its simplest form is what I would see it as your unique tone, your unique signature. So if you can imagine that every one of us has, um, we're all part of this beautiful orchestra. And each one of us has a tone like a, a note, a song to add to this 
you know, beautiful orchestra that we're part of, that we come in with. So it's a soul song, um, a soul note that is specific to you. So everybody has it. Everyone can speak it. It moves through everybody, you know, if they want it. it you can be activated very quickly now. Um, but it's your, I see it as your medicine. So yeah. as it comes through you and, and you live with it for a while, it will, it will heal you on a very, very deep level. It is literally magic coming out of your mouth. You can charge your water with it. Bless your children, your pets, your plants. You, I like to hold situations that are difficult between my hands and speak light language over it. Um, it it's just, it's a technology. It's a, it's, we don't have the words for it. Anytime I try to explain it, or even in session when I try to explain what I experience, the words really fail. You know, the, 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 the language, the barrier is, is, is fairly strong when you're trying to translate it. So, so you're saying, is it like when you get like your guides talking to you and you actually get a block of information rather than actual words and you have to... Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it's like, right? So, so when, it, when it drops in um, at the beginning, right, sometimes people will see it as geometry. So you might see a geometric shape. For me, they've always worked with color, like primary color, like yellow, green, purple, blue, red. People will say, I saw a lot of purple. I saw a lot of green. And for some reason, they work through color um, with me. That's how it's worked. But other people will see shapes or moving, um, moving microbras or, you know, that, that kind of thing. And that in itself is holding a massive amount of information. But if we if we were to be dropped with the actual code, it would be too overwhelming for us. So we get we get it in like bite-sized chunks, and then the subconscious reveals it into the conscious, and we think we have these great ideas, but it's actually been dropped in yes. <laughs> in meditation or when we listen to light language. So where do you think this comes from? Does it come really from the angels? Is it the language of the angels or is it from spirit or what, what, where does it come from? Do you think? See, everyone, everyone has their own, um, I suppose, lens that they see th things through. So if you're somebody that's very connected to the angels, you feel safe with angels, they feel pure to you, you're going to see it as coming from them. Other people will see it as coming from a specific galactic family. So you might have people saying, oh, this is Syrian energy yes. from the Sirius, or this is Pleiadian energy from the, from the planet Pleiades. And people get locked into, you know, where it comes from and that's it. And, <laughs> you know, so I, I see it primarily as source frequency source energy so the energy of love because i believe we are all we are all source fractals of source so we can't be anything other than source yes like there is only one power and that is that is source that is god that is the universe so there can't be two powers do you know what i mean am i making sense so for me it comes it is source energy as myself as source so it's the, it's the purest, most undiluted um, 
frequency of love, frequency of source. So no matter how I'm working as a human, no matter where my thoughts are going, the light language bypasses all of that junky noise. Yeah. So as a human being, I could be feeling all sorts of things and I could be annoyed at this and resenting that and not happy with this. And But the light language comes through as a pure tone from my soul. So does it heal you as it comes through you? or It massively and powerfully heals. So when people get activated to it, and they message me and they say, oh, I want to work with it. I want to, you know, I want to use it on others. I always say to them, which frustrates them, but I always say, live with it first. Live with it first because however you feel as it's moving through you is how someone else will feel when you use it on them. So you really have to understand it intimately as your own frequency, as your own medicine, if you're going to be of any service to another human being. Because if they come back to you and they say, oh my God, I got this weird noise in my ear, or I feel really, really sad. And you've experienced that and you can say, that's great. That means blah, 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 blah. And you can kind of give them a, a, a navigation tool that, okay, it won't be exactly like that for you. But that's how I've experienced it too. So when you kind of rush out with it, and, and I know the excitement that it brings when, when it bubbles up in you first, because it's so beautiful, you want to rush out and give it to everyone. But if you're going to show sort of ethical, you know, if you're, if you're going to be an ethical practitioner or healer, then you have to, in my opinion, really know it inside out. Yeah. And really, really, you know, it's like that with everything, though, before you uh, it is. give it to people. And it evolves, you know, it evolves over time. And, and each evolving, you get to know that evolving again and you put it out. And what I feel then as well for myself is that every time that I go through a sort of a, you know, a next level or an evolving, I hold the intention that everyone that I've ever worked with or anyone that has ever heard me gets that evolving, too, if they're if they're open to it, you know. So what I what I remember reading this this guy, um, Eric Pearl, and he works with reconnective healing. He's he's a very powerful healer. But he said we're coming to a time where you could be sitting next to someone on the bus and you'll be activated because of the coding in the person's aura. Mm. So that's where we're we're at now. We we don't have to be signing up for courses and you know anything like that anymore if we if we hold the intention in our in our heart of it being activated in us and we believe it it is it's done it's a done deal we we haven't even understood or really scraped the surface of what we're capable of pulling in now these frequencies are astounding when i heard you um you know speaking the language i felt I was like, what is like, what is going on? I can't understand. But yeah. as I was going through the comments, I saw that so many people could feel something, could see things, yeah. they yeah. really resonate with it. And not to say I, you know, I'm open-minded, I want to learn about this stuff, but um, that made me feel, does that, do some people just come with that gift and it's not meant for others? Or is it for everyone? No, no, no. No, it's for everyone, my love. But you see, 
when you say to people, see, people really want to understand it with the mind. So I get lots of people saying, where is it from? Um, can you translate it? What's the point if you can't translate it? Some people will say they can translate it. I don't think it's meant to be translated. I think it's meant to be felt. It's meant to be received by the body and the heart. If your mind gets involved with it, right? And it says, oh, this means such and such and blah, 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 and ding, ding, ding. Then you'll reject it or you'll analyze it to death. If you just listen to it and you, you close your eyes and you're open to receiving however it moves through you, then if you resonate with it, you will feel it. There are some light language speakers I don't resonate with and I have to turn them off. Yeah. And that is all a frequency thing. You know, that's the same as any form of healing, anything, even cooks or and anything where there's art, where there's creation. You could see a masterpiece on the wall of art and somebody else could say, what the hell is that? Yeah. It's the exact same thing. It's, it's like music as well. You'll have some people totally transported um, by classical music and the people are bored out of their mind listening to classical music. So there is a frequency for everyone. There is a light language for everyone because it will be from your soul pod. So it's like when you make soulmate friends or you, you, you have a tribe and you're like, oh my God, you totally get me. Yeah. The light language is the same. So it's not personal in any way. It's not like I don't like yours or no, it's, it's your, it's just taste. It's just your, your flow. It's where you are. Mm. And I kind of feel like you're saying it's like literally like languages. Some people understand one language and you know, understand it, resonate with it. And yeah. music, music is probably the best metaphor for it. Mm -hmm. um, the, the frequency of music, the, the way that you, you don't have to understand an opera. Mm -hmm. Know what I mean? If you're watching an opera, you don't understand the language. You're feeling the energy of it. It's the same kind of thing. But a lot of people will block it with their mind. Or if you're coming from a place of fear or um, if you have a strong belief in demons or any of that, that can all act as a block. Yeah. Because, because you can't understand it, you're like, that's bad. And that happens a lot as well. Yeah. Especially if you have a very strong religious background. Um, I would have had to move through huge amounts of fear that way as well from my religious upbringing. Um, because there was so much projected onto it. But through living with it, like I said, I lived with it for 31 years before spirit really pushed me then to bring it out into the open. It was literally a case where I couldn't sit with people for long, but it would start moving through. Mm -hmm. And I knew then spirit wanted me to, to work with it, but I was a long time living with it. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think, you know, I don't know. I think we all kind of, carve up the path for the ones coming after us and i do think people like me that were born in the 70s kind of had to do their their bit of clearing the path for the likes of you to kind of come in and then you would clear the path for for more coming behind you so that it's lighter and easier and quicker and faster each time yeah and i think because yeah i think it's so important just to stop on the thing that you were saying because um, i always use when I speak to my friends, I always say, 
uh, I, my guides told me this and that. And the other day I was walking with a friend and she senses energy. And we passed by this shelf with flowers and she said, I feel the energy here is so great. And I started laughing and I said, you know, you look like a crazy person when you say that. And then she said, well, you look like a crazy person when you say, I spoke to my guides. And I was like, oh yeah, like, because we don't have the gift, sometimes we kind of think it doesn't exist, but different people have different gifts and we just have to be open, at least open to listening. It's, it's not even gifts, to be honest, um, Abir. It's, it's having an open heart. Because like when you, when you really start to open up, now what, I'm really going to sound crazy to you now, but when you really start to open up, you hear the frequencies in the wind. The sky, when you look at the sky, the sky will move you to tears. Trees seem to be like living friends. And that might sound so weird, but it's, it's the truth. And the more your heart is open to these frequencies, you never feel alone. Mm. Everything ha is animated for you. Everything has life in it. Everything speaks to you. Crystals, rocks, stones, water. It's all your friend. It's all there to, to co-create with you and to coexist with you. So when your friend was picking up the energy of the flowers, she most certainly was feeling their vibration. She most certainly was communicating with them. I know a beautiful medium that uses flowers to bring spirit through. So she'll go into a flower shop and she'll spend two hours letting a flower, you know, letting the flowers draw her. And then she'll do a public demonstration and she'll bring through the, the spirit of the person with the flower and then give the flower to the person. And it's, it's an incredible way of working. You know, she spent many years sort of really honing it and listening, but it's so easy up here. It's, it's so, so easy to even, you know, tune into your glass of water, tune into your food. Um, it's, it sounds nuts, but, but it's the truth. And it's interesting that you have said, at least three times now since we've started speaking. Crazy person. This sounds crazy. This sounds crazy. And that's your logical mind. So when you were talking about you reading in the comments, people feeling that, feeling this, feeling this, when you're very much in your logical mind, you're in a sense holding your hand up to the experience because that part of you, that analytical having to understand everything. I totally get it. I was like that for a long time. You have to understand everything inside out before you accept it. And what I'll say to you is you will never, ever understand this with your mind. You will never understand it with your mind. And when you drop that anchor and you kind of drop the, the need to understand it, the need to analyze it, the need to have it in a neat little box for yourself, I promise you, your heart will blow open. And also, if, I have to say that people think I am crazy because I always say, but you have you have a fear of it, and that's that's understandable. The fear of being, <clears throat> the fear of being seen as a crazy person, the fear of not being taken seriously. Like I'm sure you've heard of the witch wound, you know, because of other timelines that we've lived on where we've worked as healers and witches and shamans and 
you know, all of that. And we've had to suffer immensely. We've been tortured. We've been hung. So when you come into this, this timeline, this incarnation, that energetic fear is still there. Please don't see me as a crazy person because there's a fear in it. It's like if you, if you are other, then you're a target. You're not safe. So the most important thing about, about it is being able to find a feeling of safety. Even just talking to you, you know, my belly is trembling. But being able to find a sense of safety and a sense of embodiment with it. And if you've grown up in a very analytical household or a very critical household, it's harder again. Yeah. Because you stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Because you're such a deeply feeling being. And you're so sensitive to all the nuances of facial expression and tone of voice that you feel like an exposed nerve. So then when you move out into the world and you start making friends and things, you just want to be normal. (laughs) Or you want to keep a nice veneer over it so that you don't, you know, you don't reveal too much of yourself because the criticism is is felt very deeply by you, you know? So for the past, years i even like cutting my hair shaving it i thought i was doing it because i damaged my hair but now i feel like oh actually i had that moment before i shaved it where i thought oh my god if i shave my head or my hair i have nothing to hide to hide behind and then i thought what am i trying to hide what what is there that i'm scared of and then i decided to shave it and now i feel a lot more like myself like yourself, yeah, yeah, because so yeah, your your authenticity is becoming stronger than your fear. Your heart is getting louder. You know, it's like we've no time to waste here, Abir. We need to, you know, we need we yeah. need to be living large. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, and I feel like I really loved that moment I had with my friend who is sensitive to energy. Because even though I see myself as a spiritual person and someone who is really wanting to be the best version of myself and to open myself to this stuff, even then I noticed that I had judgment and I could see how other people who aren't spiritual might be looking at us and thinking, these people are nuts. So it was good for me even just to put myself together, not to put people in boxes and, yeah. yeah and and i just jump in there as well over what i noticed as well is that the the people that you judge you know the people that you think are going to think you're so crazy you could be very very surprised by like when when spirit told me to put my light language up on facebook i was horrified i was like oh please no <laughs> Please, no, I'll do anything but that. But it was insistent and I went, okay, but you better bring the big guns with this one. So when I went on, there was like so much color, pink and red. And, you know, there was so much color that people could see. But I was terrified. But the amount of people that responded to it really, really surprised me. And people that I would have seen as very close-minded were actually commenting and, and saying, oh, that that made me cry or I was blown away by you know because it's it's one thing to put it up on YouTube where you don't really know most of the people that find you there 
But when you're putting it on your own page on Facebook, it's people who know you, people who see you in the street, people that you might see in the supermarket or out at the school. So it's a whole level of exposure there. But bar the odd comment of it's you doing your gobbledygook, there hasn't really been any negative in that way. And, and I honestly believe it's, again, what I say is when you're very embodied in it, when you're comfortable in it, when you're at peace with yourself, there's not much then that can kind of throw you off or make you feel embarrassed or ashamed. But I did have a test recently myself. I had to go for a heart exam and the cardiologist asked me what I do for a living. And I just like, I squirmed having to say I was a psychic medium and a healer. I, it, I just squirmed and I was like, oh, wow. And it really showed me again where I was buying into the thing of other people are going to judge me. But I had judged him. I had judged him in that moment that he was going to judge me. Yeah. We don't know are going to react. Not at all. We project immediately. We project. And also I made him, I, I put him as like superior to me as well in that moment because it was like, in that flash, in that flash of a moment, I was like, he's a professional healer. He's an actual healer, which is awful. Yeah. But it's all of these, and that's what I mean about these energies. You can't hide from yourself anymore because you'll be put in situations where you have to look yourself in the eye. Mm. And in that moment, I had to look at myself and say, okay, I still have some bias there and I still have some prejudice there that I need to clean up but yes. you'll always get exactly what you need Javier you know I love that because even me when I was I was doing a little bit of modeling um, and it was, it's not uh, like fashion modeling in the younger years um, so I always people would ask me what do you do and like I'm like oh, I'm not a model like I'm not that pretty but I just do this and that and then I start becoming uh, an artist a photographer and people would ask me, oh, I just take some photos sometimes. And it took me so long to actually start seeing the value in the work I do. Yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, I am a mom. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I am the only photographer who shoots my models, but <laughs> I am a mom. <laughs> I had to learn to stop being so hard on myself and yeah. accept the things I do, even though not everyone might really respect them or like them yeah. and i think that's the whole work we're doing it's just to get it to is. Better. Mm. it is and, and when we kind of show up then as ourselves without the masks and the, the pretensions we really draw the people then that need us and what happens then is they go on then and they draw more people to them and it becomes this beautiful rippling out um, I, I give an example of that that I was I was so touched by. Um, I I joined TikTok, you know, the the app, about a couple of months ago. It was just for fun. It was just that I was feeling a bit stale, and I, I just wanted to try something different. The it was like arts and crafts shop for me, to be honest. I was able to do all these different things with videos, and I I was having fun. And but that was another layer that I had to drop. Because a lot of people are invested in me from the YouTube videos where they see me in a very almost trance-like state where I'm very mellow and I'm very, you know, 
calm. But I'm not obviously always like that. I'm also fiery and I use the word fuck a lot. And, you know, people are shocked when they come to my page and they hear me drop the F-bomb and they're like, what? You're not like that on your YouTube page. And I'm like, you know, I can't swear before a light language video. But I went on TikTok and I started making silly videos. And what I found was when I went on at first, I went into the light language section and there was a lovely girl on there called Haley, And she was very, very relaxed with it, you know, and she was very, very natural. And I was, I was like, wow, I, I really like her vibe. So I started following her. And the other day, this, this lady, she's so beautiful. She shared, um, she had shared me last year on TikTok and I wasn't even on it. She shared my YouTube. And she shared it recently that she had been 10 months sober from listening to one of my videos twice on addiction. And it was so beautiful and so touching. And I shared it myself and I was very humbled by it. But what made me laugh was that girl that I found on TikTok, Haley, came in under it and she said, oh, my God, I've been following you on YouTube for years you helped me to heal and you gave me the confidence to use my light language. And I was like, there's a, like a full circle there just for me. I was inspired by her on TikTok yes. and she had been inspired by me on, on YouTube. And it's just this beautiful, like I said, you never know whose lives you're going to touch or, or, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just very exciting for me. I love what you said, like, oh my God, you speak to my heart because not with light language for the moment, but I love that you say that you use bad language because I do too. And many times I also have this uh, side that is very wild and I like partying. And people look at me when I post like my stories on Instagram and they tell me, oh, you're a party girl, like you can't be serious. But I'm like, how can I not be serious? I'm doing my work. I work out. I do all the things that I need to do. That doesn't mean that I cannot be also someone who likes the party. Like, there is no need to keep ourselves stuck in certain ways that other people want yeah. to. That's it. People put you in a box. And, and it was something that I wrestled with, with showing the TikTok videos. Because a lot of followers dropped off, especially on Instagram. But there were so many people said, because we all need a laugh in these times. And there were so many people said, oh, my God, you're hilarious. I love it. More, please, more. But there was entertaining myself because even making them, I was crying, laughing, making them, you know. And it was it was showing just how people who know me personally would see me. And I honestly think that the more like fully there we are like if you go on instagram with me when i do a live or you go on my facebook when i do a live i fuck practically through the whole thing and i'm like you know i'm i'm very vocal and i'm very like passionate and and i talk about sex and you know all of these things as spirit gives it to me i don't filter it at all and if they if they draw my attention someone's libido is lacking we're going to talk about the libido and and for people that, like I said, people that come to me from YouTube, I always know immediately because they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> and they're really like surprised and shocked. But, you know, that is me. I want you to be so comfortable with, with what you see of me on, on 
wherever on social media, that if you met me in the street, I would be no different. Yes. I'm the exact same. Yeah, and it's really nice for us to finally start having people see different sides of who we are. We're not yeah. it's one person who's serious and that's it. You can be crazy, no. have fun. Spirituality, yeah. It's it's a very well rounded thing. And I and and from my own personal experience, and this is my personal experience, so just talking about mediumship, some of the best mediums are the naughtiest. Like I had this medium said to me, um, she said, I believe really good mediums have high sex drives. That's what she said to me, right? But I knew what she was getting at. She meant a lust for life. We're, we're loud, we're, we're fun, we're emotional, we, we like to eat. Lots of really good mediums I know drink and smoke. Yeah. <laughs> put into the purity box. You yeah. know, I, some fabulous mediums that I know when they do their day's workshop will do a night's drinking and partying and dancing and loafing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like it's even like it's to me, it's all about vibration, right? If you're to, I don't know if you've ever been to a medium demonstration, right? But it's, you'll get mediums standing up in front of say like a hotel room of people or a big group of people. And Anytime I work at, as a medium at a dem, they'll always put me up first because they'll say, you're great at building the energy, Marlene. Mm. Right? So you, you build the frequency of the people. You lift their energy. The more lifted their energy is, the easier it is for spirit to come in because their frequency is really high. Ours is kind of in the 3D plane. So they have to kind of meet us in the middle. So the more happy and like... In, in, in mediumship demonstrations, you'll always get the crowd singing. Get the crowd singing beforehand and it lifts, the, it lifts the energy or you make them laugh and it lifts the vibration. When they can laugh, when they can sing, connecting is really, really easy. If they're all very serious, then it's going to take longer because they're, they're not open to receiving even the information you're bringing through. So that being said, when I see healers or, you know, spiritual practitioners or ordinary people like going about their day and not doing this kind of thing, I'm always drawn to that vibration. I'm drawn to laughter. I'm drawn to naughtiness. I'm drawn to the F word. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it means they're, they're not trying to control their expression. Yeah. They're letting it come through freely. And that's what you need as a channel. And you know what I, you said there? And I love that as well. I have been learning a lot about uh, sexual energy the past while and how um, the world or like the ego-based world tried to control women's sexual energy because yeah. that's what gave them power to connect the spirits. And that's why they say that they were witches and they were yeah. them. So it's yeah. You should have. It is. And a, a lot of the ways that in the old ways, even the way that we used to menstruate, the women would menstruate into the ground to honor the ground, to honor that. The, is that awful for you? It just doesn't look good in my head. No, but it's, it's like 
it's like you know the the especially like pagan times in Ireland we were very connected as women to our menstruation and to our menstrual blood because it contained so much power and so much energy too much information for you but the <laughs> womb space like it is literally a portal of life yeah. we are immensely powerful as women in in Ireland for a very very long time like God's nature was worshipped as female because our evidence at the time was all creation came from the female mm. you, you know, know it's only you know later on that we were kind of yeah. <laughs> made to be quiet and, and shush our energy down shush our potency down and and what i feel is that the the masculine has greatly suffered as a result of that as well because there needs to be this beautiful polarity and this beautiful um you know merging of our frequencies rather than one is more dominant than the other you know there's this beautiful um dance is is how it's supposed to be and hopefully we're returning to that sorry you were going to say something i was going to say many things because you mentioned so many things but um do you know the more i get into spirituality and the more i get to connect with my guides i am more and more surprised to find out that spirituality is the exact opposite of what we thought it is. Before, religion told us that women have to stay quiet. You cannot dress like the way you want. You cannot, you know, be sexual. You cannot do this and that. While yeah. now, connecting with my guards, they say, nothing wrong about this stuff. You go do Not it. And yeah. So mind-blowing that we were living in yeah. such energy and it's such a taboo it's such a taboo like female pleasure has always been such a massive taboo because if we're connected to our bodies and we're connected to our pleasure we're connected to our power directly mm. and that is terrifying for people that want to control us or subdue us that's why in my opinion when you see women that are really really confident really settled in their bodies no matter the size or shape and they're walking like they own it they they draw so much hate they draw so much like jealousy and envy because it's seen as threatening yeah. who who is she to be so comfortable who why isn't she dieting why isn't she changing her shape why isn't she covering her body all of these things come out because a woman decides fuck you i'm going to show up and i'm going to show out and i'm going to express myself however i want to when women do that <clears throat> when it triggers other women to be jealous and envious is because they've 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 siphoned that side of themselves off and <clears throat> they're more concerned with being conforming yes than actually being who they are even i have to be honest like even me when i was younger and i didn't do all this spiritual work I would see someone who's like super confident and it, it makes me feel so scared. And I'm like, what? like, and sometimes you actually project your insecurities on the other person as if they've done something wrong. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, and that's why the more like, that's why the more you, you step out, even, you know, in your, in your spiritual life and in your work, you have to be very grounded. You have to be very sure of who you are. You'll always get the wobbles along the way because people 
people will project all sorts of things onto you just because you're showing up fully and completely. Even I have found even people that start out really loving me and, and I help them and I guide them and, you know, bring out the best in them. Then they, then they turn, then they turn. And it's all of a sudden I'm threatening to them. All of a sudden I'm intimidating to them. And I've had to turn to accept that as part of the journey, you know, accept that as part of something that happens along the way. And, and it can be very painful because obviously doing this work, you feel things very deeply and letting people in for me is, is always challenging because, because of that, you know, but again, that goes back to the witch wound and women being turned on each other. Women had to actually like, you know, bring their daughters. What's the word, you know, like, rat out their daughters i can't find the word at the moment but it's like you know they they would have in order to save their farm and feed their families they had to give up their daughters as witches or husbands would give up their wives wives would give up their mothers and it created this whole paranoia of who can i trust is it safe to trust this person if someone is showing a, a great deal of of skill and and power you're like but why can't I have that? You know, there's a grabby kind of an energy to it. Whereas if you really, really sit into it, you can have whatever you want because everything that you see is inside of you. And I like to tell this story about Christy Marie Sheldon. Um, I, she's a fantastic healer. And I remember looking at, um, looking at some of her work. And then I said, I'm going to have that because I see in her, it's in me. And I started to say, thank you so much that I heal exactly like Christy Marie Sheldon for the highest good of all. Thank you so much that this is easy and effortless for me. And then I started to be able to do it. I started to work with people and I would kind of feel in and then I get an age and I pull out the, the, the thing. And anybody that I've seen that I've been fascinated by what they do, I've claimed it and it's become it. Yeah. Beautiful. There's nothing, you know, you don't have to grab at anybody's energy. You don't have to like be threatened by anybody because if you're seeing it, it's available to you. It can't be any other way. Yeah. Everyone is a mirror. So if you're seeing it, if you're seeing someone who's beautiful, confident and shining and, you know, alluring, that's yours. You can, you can just claim it. Yes. You're, you're being shown it because you are it. So there's never any reason to be jealous or, yeah, or threatened by anyone. Really understand why the people would project and feel insecure because we all have these insecurities. But if I learned one thing, whenever I used to see women who feel so powerful and like celebrities and stuff like that, I used to say, if they can be like that, then I can be like that. If you look at it that way, even by using the law of attraction you're saying i have it then you become it rather yeah. than actually hate and and even like this stuff like gossiping the other only the other day people were telling me about whatever someone gossiping and i was like i don't want to listen to it because it doesn't bother me but at the same time yeah. like it's so hurtful when it's people that you thought 
they were your friends and stuff like that. Yeah. Very hurtful, but I suppose actually it's so interesting. We talk about this now only before I, you came on, uh, I was listening to a podcast and the lady there was saying, there is a level of freedom that comes with hatred when people hate you, because this is the thing that we're most afraid of. And when they start hating you, you're like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> God. There, is that, there is that feeling that, you know, I constantly pray, please, <clears throat> please, um, let the, the need for approval and love and appreciation and validation drop from me. Let me realize that it's all inside myself. Because, because we have expectations of people and when they don't meet those expectations, we can, we can really cling and really struggle and really want to justify it and make it right and get closure and all those kind of things when we need to have an open hand. And we need to say, and what I always say, do you know the saying from Maya Angelou, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And that's something I'm trying to learn as well. There's no judgment in that then. So if someone is, say, say for example now, this morning with, with me and you, you're all ready, you're all set up, and I don't show. I don't send a message to say apologies, I'm running late or I can't do it today. I just don't show. And you sit there and you say, wow, I thought she was a nice person. I thought whatever your projections then about me would come up, right? And if I then say two days later messaged you and said, oh my God, I completely forgot about it. Um, sorry about that or whatever. Now, you have an opportunity there to kind of say, okay, she didn't honor my time. She didn't honor my time. She didn't put it in a schedule like I did. You can either then say, of course, let's reschedule and possibly open yourself up to the same experience again. Or you can say, I appreciate your apology, but I, I'm going to politely decline at this time or whatever. But yeah. we don't. You know, we don't I've done that recently because I, the, you spoke about one of my biggest triggers. I feel like I always show up. If I say I'm going to be there, I'll be there no matter what. And sometimes I know our body is going through things. Um, we don't have the energy. Things happen. And I understand yeah. that. But if people don't show up just out of the blue or last minute, it just, I feel like, I have my time as well. I have my work. I have, yeah. you know, I yeah. need to talk with someone. If, if you cancel on me, not that it's a big deal if you have something really important. Yeah. But if yeah. people don't respect your time. So recently I learned, I'm like, no, you know, yeah. my boundary, it doesn't suit me. And if this happens, thank you. I yeah. Very important, but it's also very challenging yeah. for healers or empaths. Yeah, because we want to see the best in someone yeah. we want to give them a break but underneath it all we don't want to be disliked yeah we don't want that person saying what an asshole we don't want that we want them to say oh aren't they lovely now this is like this can be push bottom pushing for people you know when they don't want to go to that deeper layer of it's all about approval 
we like to think that it's because we're being very magnanimous and you know we're, we're giving people the benefit of the doubt but nine times out of ten it's because we don't want that person to think we're an asshole we don't want that person to say to someone else let me tell you blah 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 yeah. and and it pains us because we're such feeling beings but like i said it's very very important to trust your gut trust your immediate impressions anytime i've discounted my immediate impressions i've paid the piper down the line yeah because yeah. i want to see the best and believe the best in people but yeah. they'll tell you very early on who they really are and they'll show you very early on who they really are you know uh it's funny because late sometimes when i want to give chances to uh people and just like do it because that's in me as well i really want to see the best in everyone yeah. but my guides Every time I'm about to text back, they're like, ah, don't do it. Or if this yeah. one, easy, no, no more of these friends. And I'm like, there's no one left, guys. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's hard and it's very challenging. And even when you make the boundary, the part of yourself that really still cares, because when I love someone, I love them always. No matter what they do, I might separate from them or create, you know, enough, but I'll always care about them. I'll always want them to do well. Yeah. So keeping the boundary then hard for me because as time goes on, I'm kind of like, ah, oh, was it that bad? <laughs> I know, yeah. And then you wind up back in the same spot again. You know what I mean? So what I'm, tr what I'm trying to get to is that, you know, learning to trust ourselves, learning to be okay with saying, no, that's not right for me. Or, you know, I respect you, but, I'm not at the same level right now or, you know, it's very, very important for us to have that language, for us to be able to comfortably decline. And like you said, when people start hating you, then there's nothing really to lose. But that's another level again. To get to the level where you don't even see the hate, to get to the level where if someone is saying, who do you think you are? Oh my God, you swore on your podcast, whatever. To get to the level where you just see that as like noise or a possible vibration for you to engage with, that's the level you want to get at. That's yeah. the level, you know, that you're, you're, you're trying to move towards. You just see it as vibration and it's like, okay, am I going to take the bait and go with that vibration or am I going to say, peace be with you and peace out? You know what I mean? And that's the, that's the opportunity. One of the most beautiful things that I learned about boundaries, and trust me when I tell you, I had no boundaries whatsoever. Like I would let people do, I'm always worried about them. I actually, today I remembered, uh, I was uh, once seeing a um, therapist and he said to me, why do you keep looking at the clock behind you? And I said, because I don't want to take over your time. And he said, Abir, there are so many people who come to me with the same problem most of them end up with cancer because that's called chronic compassion. You're paying me a hundred euros per hour. You, uh, you should be worried about the money you put in. You're worried about me. And yeah. I was like, oh yeah. But one of the things that I most love about boundaries is not only that we protect ourselves, but we yeah. give the other person the opportunity to learn about themselves. Yeah. You can't fuck around with people's yeah. time, energy, respect and then expect yeah. them to give you that over and over again yeah 
I totally get that with the clock thing. Even with my husband, if we're talking and I see him glance at the clock, I'll say, oh, you know. He doesn't want me to tell Timer, you know what I mean? And he say, no, no, no. And I see him doing it now. If he has to look at the clock, he's, he tries to do it as quickly as possible because he knows <laughs> I'll say, are you okay? Have you something to do? It's, it's, it's interesting that you say that, but I would be very, very conscious of other people's time. I would be very conscious of monopolizing a conversation even you know I, I you know it's it's definitely a learned response it's definitely something as well from childhood where you're just you know you're very you're very aware of um you're very aware of that you're very aware of taking up people's energy and you're very aware of people looking at you i was just given too much of my energy to other people well now when i actually don't do things unless I really want to do them, that yeah. helps me to be free. And I feel like, you know, my relationships, for example, with my best friend, who me and her bo both worked um, on ourselves as we grew together, those are yeah. relationships are the strongest and we're very respectful of each other. Yeah. But other people who want to step over your boundaries and they don't want to work on themselves, those are relationships that yeah. fail apart. Yeah. yeah. Or, you, or you'll attract what you need to clear. You know, you'll attract certain energy from people. You'll attract people like that. And they're wanting to kind of step on your boundaries or whatever. Um, and what I like to say as well is that <clears throat> it works in the spirit world as well. So if people are telling me that spirits are showing up in their room or they're feeling energy when they're trying to go to sleep, I will always ask them, what are your boundaries like in your everyday life? Mm. If you're sitting down with your favorite food and you're going to watch a TV show or read a book and your door opens and all your friends come in, they turn on the telly, they change the music, they're eating your food, you would tell them, get the hell out. Yeah. You know, you would tell them, get the hell out. But with spirit, it's the exact same thing. They're just people without bodies. So if, you're, if your boundaries are low and you're, you're you know, you're available for everyone. Spirit will see that as well as a green light. And they're like, oh, she's always on. Come on, we have a chat with her. Or, you know, we, we'll see, can she talk to Mary down the road for us? But if you have boundaries and it's like, I don't answer the phone after seven o'clock. I don't take phone calls, message me. You know what I mean? If you have this internal sort of compass for yourself, Spirit will listen as well. So spirit knows that they only come in now when I'm ready to work or, you know, certain times that it's, it's permissible for them to, to talk to me at nighttime or whatever. But if I see them showing up around my bed, like I can see my hand, if I'm looking at them next to me in the bed or standing next to me, then I know I need to tighten up, tighten up my boundaries. I've left something slide there. It's the exact same thing. It's all energy. I need to ask you about this because I didn't realize you were a psychic medium until we chatted today. So how did that start? And like, what do you, when you see, do you see them um, with your mind's eye? Yeah, so the, yeah, so there's objectively where like it's your hand mm -hmm. and subjectively then it's in your mind. So it's seeing with your spiritual eyes. So to be honest with you, I remember seeing spirit in the cot so I was in my cot and I could I could see things floating around but consciously understanding it I was four years old so I would see them at the bottom of my bed 
um, and hear them, feel them, smell them from that age, which was very frightening because my mother was full of fear, God love her. Um, so there was a long, a long road with that. Um, I would hear messages in my head. I would, I, I, it was a kind of all the clairs, you know, the clairs, clairvoyance, clairaudience. Um, but I had no understanding of what was happening. And I would go to see readers, healers. And there was one reader said to me, you need to be in a circle. You need to be in a development circle. So I went and I sat in circle for two years and I loved it. I, I understood how to um, give, a, started to learn how to give a reading in a professional way, in an ethical way. Uh, I started understanding about my gifts, how they come in. You know, I started to understand myself on a deep level. Um, and then I started to work. What I, I started to use professionally. What age were you? When you started, what age was I? It's the same, the light language, the whole lot kind of came in at the same time. So, say, I started with with giving the light language professionally. That's three years ago. So I was forty five. I was forty one when I sat sat in circle. So, mm -hmm. it was my forties, but I like. I don't know. I had resistance to it. I had a lot of fear to work through a lot of the stuff about demons and possession. I had to move through all of that. Um, because when you, when you sit down and, and you're bringing through someone's loved one, like that is everything to that person. So you better be fucking good at it. You better be ethical. You better be coming from a pure non-judgmental space. Otherwise, the damage that's done is untold you know, you know from a, i am dying to ask a medium this question so do you know the way they say um our higher self is always pure love yeah. and here on planet earth because we have an ego then we act mean and we go crazy and we do all this weird stuff so when people die and you see them as spirit do they come with an ego or do they have only their higher self presenting itself to you so say now i was bringing through your grandfather right and say your grandfather was a cranky bastard right you loved him but he was a cranky bastard right and i brought through his higher self you couldn't connect to him because you're like that doesn't sound like him peace and love no so he would have to come in as his cranky self as you knew him so that you could connect to the information so that i'd say to you he loved a glass of whiskey on the friday night loved to sing song you wouldn't cross him if he was someone like he would actually cut you dead and never speak to you again if you did that into his family you'd be like yeah 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 you'd get it straight away but if his higher self came in and I was saying, he's really loving, he's completely peaceful, he never say bad about anyone, you'd be like, that doesn't sound like him at all. So they, they come in with the personality traits so that you can identify them. And then they'll move into the higher aspect of where they are now, you know, or they, you know, they'll, they'll sometimes they'll come in, like if they've passed through their own hand, if they've you know, if they've died tragically, if they were chronically depressed, they'll give you that energy mm. so that you can identify them. 
and then they'll move into the lighter realms of you know okay that was that but this is where i am now and you know it's a they have to show you that otherwise you you couldn't connect to them and do they advice do they like come to their i don't know child or whatever and tell them like you should do this and that in the future do they ever give advice or they don't get involved what they will do is they will so say so say a client said to me um do you think i'll do you think i'll move do you think i'll and and i will get a flash of a house so they'll give me a flash of a house and then i'll i'll give that house to the person then the person will say that that was my grandmother's house right that was my grandmother's house that's where i was happiest so then it's up to me then to filter out what the grandmother is actually trying to communicate by showing the house is she trying to say you know you will recreate happiness in a, in a house of your own you will have a house similar to this it's all it's 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 a lot of work because they're, they're giving you these clues and you have to play detective and put them together if the person is open it's great but if the person is like prove it to me then it becomes sticky because the flow has to be a three-way thing for for it to really work that's so interesting so when you communicate with spirits do you actually see images that they show you to communicate something to you yeah so it's like um it's like cluedo like you know so what i say to people when they're learning as a medium is always keep notes if you're working with people keep notes of the images you get so say Say you're working with this person and next you see a bright yellow teapot and there's daisies coming out of the spout, right? So you could say to the person, I have someone coming in here and you could either literally say, they're showing me a bright yellow teapot with daisies coming out and they could say, my mother had a teapot like that. So the next time you're working with someone and you see the bright yellow teapot with the daisies out, if you're brave, you'll say, I feel I have your mother here. Oh, interesting. Or you could say, I'm seeing a bright yellow teapot. Does the name Daisy mean anything to you? Ah. And they could say, that was my dog's name. And then you could say, and I'm seeing bright yellow. And they could say, they love the color yellow. Their bed was yellow. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, it's and, and then you keep notes and you kind of say, you know, if, if I'm teaching people how to be mediums, that's what I'd say. Keep a little notebook and whatever symbols or signs that you're getting, sometimes they'll show you, they'll show, my brother is passed to spirit and sometimes he'll come in to let me know that I have somebody's brother. So, so communicate with yeah, you see, it's 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 a relationship you build up with spirit. They will use everything in your head, like a filing cabinet, every TV show you've ever seen, every place you've ever visited, every food you've ever eaten. They will use all of it to to communicate with the person. Amazing. So the more well read you are, the more they have to work with. You know, the more experiences you have, which is usually usually more experienced mediums kind of really start to come into their own in their 40s because there's a nice bank of information but that's not always you know there are younger mediums that 
that are exceptional still. But it's it's communication, it's discipline, you know, to, to be a proper medium. I can relate to that only when it comes to my guides, not like spirit as in like of other people, but sometimes they give me signs in songs. So yeah. suddenly I yeah. Can, yeah. And you were yeah. you were saying that you teach people how to be mediums. Is that possible? Yeah, I did. Um, last year I had a, mem a mentorship group, Magical Mediums, and I kept it open for five months. And I did an, a lot of work in that group, but then it felt right to kind of close it. So I did. But on my website, I have um, a, a mentorship offering. So like it's, it's a one hour where you can work with me on your light language, your mediumship, your psychic ability. And then we'll we'll take a dive in for that hour. I may kind of offer a longer thing down the line again, but I usually wait till Spirit kind of prompt me or get, or get a momentum going. But I would always suggest to people to join um, a development circle. You can, you can still develop on your own by connecting and sitting in the power every day, but there's nothing like actually working with people and seeing yourself progress and everyone is in the same boat. You know, everyone is learning. A person who isn't um, spiritually developed, but they really want to get to this work. They want to learn how. If you feel like if you feel the pull towards it, then you have it. Like it's, 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 it's the same with anything. You're not going to be pulled towards learning the piano unless there's a part of you that can learn the piano. You're not going to be picking up a paintbrush and, you know, painting a house unless there's some part of you that has an aptitude for it. You know what I mean? You're not going to be drawn to engineering if you can't, if you, if you don't have the pull. You know what I mean? I always look at it that way that if you have any kind of interest, any kind of pull towards it, then it's within you to develop. Amazing. So, wow. There are so many, I know you're tired. I'm conscious about that because I know you're going through it today, but <laughs> maybe I'll have one last question for you. Is that okay? That's so fine. We mentioned witches before and so many times um, I come across people talking about witchcraft especially now these days on um, social media, and it yeah. has become a popular thing. So can you tell me just a little bit from your point of view, what, is, what, is witch, what are witches? Like, what do they do? What's... Like, I can't speak to, like, witchcraft in the way that... Um, I don't even have the vocabulary for it, but like witchcraft in itself is is almost like a religion i know religion is the wrong word but it's a it's um it's a way of life you know so i can't speak to that because i i don't i wouldn't identify that seriously with it but my personal opinion of witches is healers shamans readers seers psychics they all come under that banner of witch it's just that witch has been turned into this ugly word you know by the patriarchy you know it's like give her the long hooked nose and the warts and the ugly crone kind of thing where that's not the energy of it at all the energy of it is a healer 
So for me, like I call my daughter a witch. I said, you're a witch. And she said, I don't like that word. I said, I know because it has so much charge behind it, but you are. You are because I want her to understand her energy because she is. And my sons are. But the, the energy of it is, it's, it's, it's something you know within yourself. I have always been told from a very young age, I was a healer. You have healing hands. That's all I used to be told growing up. You know when somebody, every one of us has the capacity to heal ourselves and others. Every one of us has that capacity to connect psychically, connect to our inner being. But there are people that kind of come in hot. Yeah. You know, and, and the people that I would see as witches are the ones that have come in hot. They've come in with still that information from previous timelines active in themselves. Mm. So like for me, when I started to learn aromatherapy, I knew instinctively what went with what. And my teacher used to say, that's too much of that. And I would be like, no, it isn't. Yeah, <laughs> and people know. used to say to me, you know, you're like a medicine woman. And, and they would come to me then for all my family would come to me for potions, for headache, sleep, all of that. And I'd make them up a little bottle of blends, I would call them. But I would see the odds as my medicine. That was natural to me. Mm. I didn't have to learn that per se. I had to get the qualification. But I instinctively knew what went with what. I instinctively knew by touching a person what all they needed. Yeah. And I think That's, you mentioned that earlier, that in Ireland there was a lot of witchcraft. And, and, and like even the word for witch in Ireland is kyluk. It's, it's almost an ethereal word, word, being of two worlds, being of the mist. It's much more powerful and beautiful, I feel, than witch. Yeah. But witch needs to be sort of reclaimed. But it was, it was a woman or man or other that was connected to the elements, connected to the earth, connected to their body, connected to the spirit realm, all in an effortless flow of energy. No labels, no no judging it no criticizing it it was just what does this person need and then they would feel it or they would know it and they would trust it yeah i had actually had um what an interest i don't know at the time i didn't know much about this but when i was really really sick and desperate for healing i went to an irish lady actually she was an energy healer and as she was sitting there talking to me she told me a beer Ireland has been calling you for so long. <laughs> I was like, what? She said, you have Irish roots in you. And I was like, me? Where does it come? Where does that come from? Well, maybe I ended up in Ireland. It's the, pull, it's the pull of the land. I, I would feel that very strongly with you. But you have to almost let the land have you. I almost see you, like the vision that I got there is, if you could imagine the big roots of a tree pulling you into the depths of the earth and covering you. And even though that sounds scary, what I feel is tree medicine. The trees want to reinvigorate you. The trees want to pump in your blood. I have to tell you this crazy thing. I always say to my friends that I feel like I was a tree in a past life. And even my photography page that everyone knows for years before i called it my name it was called lone tree art there you go there you go 
That was a nice go. <laughs> can, I suggest, can I suggest something to you as well? Replace the word crazy with magical. Okay. <laughs> that sounds much better. Yeah. Oh, I like crazy. I really like crazy. <laughs> okay, but... Crazy okay. magical. <laughs> okay. It depends on how you say it. Crazy magical. But yeah, deep, deep roots pulling you down into the into the earth to be to be one with the tree. So look into tree medicine, look into um working with trees, you know, explore it more deeply. I know you were very tired today, so thank you for showing up. Thank you for sharing all this. It was my pleasure. I totally enjoyed it. It was wonderful. You're thank you. I'll leave a link to your channel in the description box below. And hopefully, if anyone wants to come and visit your channel, they can find you there. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much, gorgeous. Have a beautiful day.